This is Bucks First Thoughts, the news you need to get through your day in 45 minutes. Make sure you subscribe on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a reason why you're not seeing a lot of coverage of what's happening at our southern border at all. And it's because it looks awful for the Biden administration. I just came back and I can tell you that everyone you speak to knows they're hiding this as much as they possibly can, that the journos and I'm talking about people working on security there, National Guard, Border Patrol, Immigration Customs Enforcement, everybody, local sheriffs, local police that are all very clear on what's happening here. Biden folks don't want the American people to figure out that the estimate I heard, the estimate I heard from a senior member of Border Patrol was they think they'll have a million illegals cross into the United States this year alone. A million. You gotten that sense from what's going on in the news? No, let's let's have another news cycle where we pretend we have no common sense and police are the problem in America when it comes to violence. And let's just throw cops under the bus like the Democrats do all the time. Oh, yeah, that's really going to help. That's going to be great, isn't it? Disgraceful. I was so angry at the stuff I was seeing happening in the news while I was out doing field reporting. But it was important to tell you what's really happening at the border. And, and I've got to tell these stories. Um, I've also got to tell you to prepare. You know that I'm a student of history and that. Whenever you look throughout history at what happens with fiat currency, it gets very bad every time. Every fiat currency actually historically has eventually had a major crisis, in many cases, a complete collapse. But gold has been a measure of wealth throughout history. And there's a good reason for that. You know, gold's never been worth zero. And you can have real gold and silver now as part of your wealth, either in your retirement accounts or delivered securely to your home with the Oxford Gold Group. This is the industry leader in precious metals and the only gold and silver company I trust. Oxford Gold Group will beat any competitor's price on gold, silver, platinum, and palladium. If you want to get financial stability, you need to look into acquiring real gold and silver with the Oxford Gold Group. Call Oxford today, 833-600-GOLD. Don't gamble with your hard-earned money. Put your money into something solid, safe, and secure. Just look at history. Call the Oxford Gold Group at 833-600-GOLD and get your free investment guide right now, 833-600-G-O-L-D. Not only is the border in a crisis, but those who are tasked with stopping it have no interest in doing so at the political level, and they leave the people on the front lines completely unable to deal with it in any meaningful way. Way They don't want them handling this problem other than to process the people coming. So I went down there last week as you know, I was in the McAllen. Uh, I, I went into McAllen, the Rio Grande sector of the U.S.-Mexico border. I was out with uh, members of Border Patrol. I went out with an NGO that does anti-human trafficking work and tries to uh, tries to assist local law enforcement, state law enforcement, because, you know, that's a part of this, too. The Biden administration could do a whole lot more at the federal level if they wanted to, but they would much rather allow Texas National Guard and Texas sheriffs and the Rangers to have to pick up all the slack. Here's what you don't see. Here's what you don't hear about the border. Why is it? You know, one one night when I was down there, we went 90 minutes in the car west of McAllen. Now, McAllen is a city of about 100,000, not not a particularly uh, built up place, not not a major city by any stretch. And it sits right on the U.S.-Mexico border in southeastern Texas, right on the Rio Grande. And you, you can see people handing themselves in in broad daylight, surrendering in broad daylight. The first night I'm, I'm there with my team, we go out And within 15 minutes, we're standing right at a border crossing. And within 15 minutes, you have kids coming dozens at a time, children. And I mean, you know, eight year olds, 10 year olds, just in a group walking right across the border, just being sent right across the border by themselves. Sometimes adults present, a lot of times not. You can imagine how how traumatizing this is for them. But uh, and, and it's awful. Here's the part of it, though, that you have to think about. Here's the part that doesn't make sense till you dig into a little bit more. They can show up and the cartels do this and they will push 
people right into the hands of Border Patrol. Then Border Patrol has to take care of them to get them food and medicine and take them to the hospital if need be. Why not always do that? Why is it that there are remote places along the border where you will go, where I went, and you'll see efforts to cross there? It's because the cartels are incredibly sophisticated, international, not just smuggling and criminal enterprises, but really terrorist organizations. And they have a a communication and essentially a strategic command and control that lets them spread the Border Patrol and the resources we have down there as thinly as possible. Remember, because of the children that are being processed at any given time in the Rio Grande sector, 40 percent, 40 percent of Border Patrol agents are doing paperwork, changing diapers, making sure that people have medicine that they need, whatever it may be. Straight up humanitarian and babysitting mission, essentially. What do you think the vicious Mexican drug cartels do while that's going on? They run drugs across the border. And in some places, we have the technology deployed to at least have a sense of what what level of drugs are coming across. And others, we have no idea. And, you know, we've just gone through a year in this country with the most overdoses in history. Over 80,000 is the figure that I've seen. We've gone through a year with the biggest spike in crime in over 20 years in America. I think the single most powerful, most vicious criminal enterprise in North America should get a little more attention on all this. They are making money hand over fist from the human smuggling that the journalists run around pretending is the the foundation of America. Oh, we're a nation of immigrants. No, we're not a nation of people coming in in violation of federal law, paying off drug cartels in the process. That's actually not the you know the the, the origins of the American experiment and and the the source of our greatness. As much as the journos may pretend otherwise, why do they deploy? Why is it? I went out with uh, went out ninety minutes. As I said west of McAllen, a place called Fronton with this all things possible anti-trafficking group a- atp is is the the group uh victor marks is the founder of it we went out there and some of the guys that he's with are are very elite former special operators uh and and they they come along because their whole mission now that they're out i mean they're they're some of these guys are retired now after having been in special operations and and sf guys and others for decades, uh, they just want to save kids from the worst people in the world. That's their whole mission. They they go to Iraq, they go all over the world, and they save children from human trafficking. And in this case, they know that these children are being trafficked, and they're there to try to assist in the Border Patrol mission of, of at least making sure everyone's safe, get them some food, get them some water to the children who are coming across, and also to make sure that there aren't cartel predators mixed in among these groups, which, as we know, that does happen. Uh, And so there's there's a tremendous amount of of lawlessness and and illegality going on here and also suffering, but just suffering in general. I mean, people what they're putting these kids through is appalling. And the fact that I, I know people keep saying, oh, well, the parents must be really desperate. Um. I'm sorry. What's what's being uh, what's being done here? I mean, sending an an eight year old or a 10 year old. I I had kids uh, telling me through a translator uh, that they've been traveling for over a month to get to get to the border from Central America. Buses, trains, a lot of it on foot traveling for a month. People are coming from all over the world as well. That's another part of this. You have to understand they have Romanians who have been showing up, you know, 60, 70 Romanians in the last uh, last month or two. They have people coming from from Sri Lanka, from China, from Brazil, from Venezuela. Now, why do you think that's happening? Why is it that people who have the money for a plane ticket, they're not walking from China. Why is it that people who have money for a plane ticket would rather fly to Mexico and pay off the cartels to get into America then try to do it the legal way. Ah, because if you just put a tiny bit of effort and resources into it, the border is open. I mean, that's really that's really the only thing that they can point to. They say, well, some people get turned back. 
Only if they mess up. Only only if they either try to go and they know that they're single adult males and, and they try to make a run for it and they get caught. Or if there's some uh, there's some other problem with a family unit, all the children get to stay and will stay. Almost all the family units now are getting to stay. I mean, they have this Title 42 authority under COVID that they were using to send back family units. But now uh, at least one Mexican state along the border uh, is not taking family units back at all. So that means that those family units are staying. All those if you come at one, there's one part of the border where if you come, you get to stay if your family unit dependent also on the age of the children you're with. And I tried to find out and they said We're, we don't talk about it because they don't want people to know. But there's essentially spe- uh, special treatment depending on the age of the children. So that's an incentive to bring younger and younger children, which means that that's why you're seeing people with newborns and all this coming to the border all the time now, because it helps them helps the adults get into the country. If the whole thing's a mess. They're spreading us thin across, spreading our resources thin across the border for all our, our security services, because then that makes it easier to smuggle in other individuals who aren't family units and drugs and whatever contraband they want. And can Kamala even be bothered to go down there? No, no, she can't. I went down there. I got to tell you, there's one point I'm. I'm looking across the, the Rio Grande. It's midnight. I'm with a team. They've got some night vision goggles. We're watching in real time as rafts are crossing the river full of migrants. The cartels have it all orchestrated. Okay, now you go. 20 people on a raft, maybe meant for, for two or four. 20 people pile onto this raft. Go here. They know where our surveillance assets are. They understand where the choke points are and where the areas that are open, wide open, and they're just playing us. And as this is going on, I, I hear small arms fire break out just to, just across the border. I mean, a couple of hundred yards away. One of the National Guard guys says, oh, that's definitely belt fed because the small arms pop, pop, pop was met with the brrr of somebody going full, full auto on a heavy weapon, probably a 240 or something like that. Just a few hundred yards away from us this is going on on the on the mexican cartel controlled side of it and what you realize is they're they're fighting each other because meaning on the cartels are fighting each other because it's so lucrative there's so much money to be made here that they'll kill anyone on their side of the border who gets in the way our side is where they're sending all, all they're sending all the drugs they're sending all the uh, all the human trafficking their side is where it's just a bloody contest for control and they're exporting lawlessness and misery and dysfunction and all kinds of problems to this country and becoming ultra wealthy in the process. And what are we doing about it? There's no plan to handle this. I went to see the massive facility at uh, at Donna, the Donna facility, Immigrations and Customs Enforcement and and uh, Border Patrol co-located there with with people and it looks like a city you're not allowed anywhere inside they're very strict about the kind of access you have they don't want journalists to see it they don't want people to know what's going on and they told me when i was down there they're planning to basically double the size of it in the next uh, 60 days another one another massive tent city for the processing of illegal immigrants does that make it sound like they have a plan to slow this down to stop this because they don't, I can assure you of that, they don't have a plan. They know that this benefits them in the long run. Everything that I saw at the border with my own eyes solidified what I've been telling you here on the show. Our border is as close to fully open as it could be without the Biden administration just saying, no more laws down there, just come. Anyone gets to come. With five minutes of thought, with just a little bit of money and a, and a little bit of, of resolve, anybody who wants to get into the United States across the U.S.-Mexico border right now has a much better than even chance. Probably you got a 90 percent chance now, if you know if you know what you're doing, of getting the United States permanently. How many people want to come to the U.S. from Latin America alone, according to polls? 30 to 40 million. Biden administration sees that as a big pool of future Democrat voters.
Right now, Republicans are attacking you, saying you shouldn't be in New Hampshire talking about infrastructure. You should be in the southern border talking about immigration. How do you respond to them? I'm not going to play political games. I don't know. Kamala's not going to play political games. No, of course not. No interest in political games. She's so disingenuous and honestly so incompetent in this in this role as border czar. Although, no, I, I say that and then I have to edit myself because I assume she's I mean, she's incompetent from the perspective of she wants this to stop. But as I've already told you, she doesn't want this to stop. So in some way, in some sense, there's an extreme competency here because she's giving cover to this whole continued wide, uh, wide ranging infiltration of the United States with drugs and flood of illegal immigrants. I mean, the drugs are poisoning our communities all over the place. And, and remember, this is this is I, I talked to you about overdoses. It's not just the overdoses that are coming as a result of the cartels putting this stuff out there freely. It's, it's accessible to people. It's inexpensive. They're making this stuff in vats. And, and they mark sometimes the pills to look like pharmaceutical grade pills. They can sell them for more. And so people think they're safe when they're absolutely not. Sometimes there are hot batches where somebody will die from just taking one and they've been taking you know opioids for a long time. They think they know what they're doing, but it doesn't matter. There's no quality control. It's the cartels. They don't care who dies. And yet, what are they doing about this? What is the what is the Biden team doing to try to fix this? Nothing. Nothing. They because what are they going to do? Turn around and tell their their activist base that they actually don't want this illegal immigration to continue. And remember, the opioids that are flooding into our communities, not only are they, you know, killing teenagers and, and young adults in unprecedented numbers, they create a lot of criminality here. What do you think people are shooting each other over for the most part in Chicago and St. Louis and name a city with a high crime rate. What do you think the number one reason for shootings in those places are drug gang activity? Just like on the cartel side of the border, there are people who are doing everything that they can. They're on the cartel side of the border. There are people who Mexican side of the border will use extreme violence for control of their territory here. The raw material for the drug wars that are killing Americans, that are shooting, you know, little girls in their as they try to sleep at night because of drive-bys or the things, that's coming from the cartels. They're they're not making the drugs that they're selling on the south side of Chicago. They're not making the drugs they're selling uh, in in cities all in you know, Baltimore and cities all across America. It's coming from across the border. So that's what I mean by importing dysfunction and misery and death. And yet we're told, oh, don't worry about it. Oh, it's just it's just about being humanitarian. We're a nation of immigrants. Okay. well, the cartels are using the infiltration or rather they're using the uh, illegal crossing into this country of over one hundred and fifty thousand people a month right now as a huge smokescreen to run in large Amounts of drugs, whether through the ports of entry or in between in the seams of our border coverage. And people die from drug overdoses. People die in the drug wars caused by this. This is the biggest domestic national security challenge we face by far. And yet you turn on the elite journals and the news sources and everything. You know what they'll tell you? Uh, it's the white nationalist militias. Oh, my gosh. As if that's a real threat that we all have to be so concerned about all the time. Do you know about QAnon? QAnon is coming for you. I, I assure you, you don't have to worry. QAnon's not about to burn down your, your house or your business. QAnon is not selling your children lethal drugs. Uh, but if you were to pay attention to the media, that's the real threat. Any minute now, there'll be an insurrection. We have the worst murder rate last year. Worst murder rate increase last year in over 20 years. And what's the Democrat response? I mean, it's 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 sick, really. It's almost sadistic what they're doing to America. It's it's like they enjoy. Inflicting greater misery, we have spiking murder rates. And with that, 
rapes, assaults, home invasions, all kind of viciousness and and grotesque behavior, criminal grotesque behavior. And the Democrat Party wants what? Attack the cops. They're the problem. Those of us who say we back police, those of us who say we want a secure border, we're the bad guys. Maybe we're part of that insurrectionist group. Outrageous. Outrageous. You really do get the sense sometimes that there must be some people on the left who just who know they're ruining America. Maybe they believe they'll build it back better. Borrow from Biden as something else. But they are ruining this country right now. There's really nobody out there as Stalinist when it comes to uh, masking and all the most the most absurd of the covid regulations as airline attendants and airline employees. I I don't know what it is. I think it's because airlines are used to just enforcing enforcing stupidity against everybody as much as they possibly can. You know, oh, my gosh, don't. Don't turn on your don't turn on your your iPad or the plane will crash. Right? I mean, there's no this is all just absurd. Yeah, there's like a one in a billion chance that that they could interfere with the communications and bring the plane down. It's no, ser- no person seriously believes that. But the, the for a long time, airlines are oh you. You can't even have your Kindle in your hands. You know, you got it's all so stupid. But I I uh, I was told that my mask wasn't good enough on the flight down by one airline attendant. I, we don't say stewardess anymore. Right. You know, they handed me a new mask. And I said, well, what if I just sit here with a cookie in my hand and eat really slowly? I said, oh, well, now that there are reasonable limitations, they say, on how long you can actually have your mask down to eat or drink. Who enforces that? What, what's the time limit? Do I have 60 seconds? Do I have five minutes to, to eat my, my sandwich or to have my coffee? I mean, for God's sakes, they even told me to mask up. They, they announced over the PA system to mask up between bites. We'll, we'll get into this in, in, in just a second here. Um, you know, we've got small businesses. A lot of them are really getting ramped up, getting going right now, which is great. And, and I want to make your small business as efficient and profitable as possible. So you can do well. Your employees can do well. You don't want HR to become a major expense. When running a business, HR issues can kill you. You got wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, and HR manager salaries are pricey. As you know, you're talking about an average of $70,000 a year. That's why you need Bambi. Bambi matches you with your very own dedicated HR manager that you can easily reach by phone, chat, or email. Bambi has thousands of active clients and over 1,000 Trustpilot reviews with a 4.9 rating, okay? It's a game changer as a service. And it's so inexpensive, $99 a month. You'll get a dedicated HR manager who will craft your HR policy and maintain compliance, $99 a month. They can handle onboarding, terminations, and they customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day to day. It's month to month. There are no hidden fees you can cancel anytime. You didn't start your business because you wanted to spend all your time on HR compliance. Let Bambi help. Go to B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash buck. That's Bambi dot com slash buck right now to schedule your free HR audit. B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash buck. Yeah, you know, Jim, I don't want to come out ahead of a CDC announcement, but as you hinted yourself just now a moment ago, that very soon, imminently in the next few days, very likely, the CDC will be coming out with updating their guidelines of what people who are vaccinated can do and even some who are not vaccinated and certainly what one can do outdoors vis-a-vis masks is going to be one of those recommendations so stay tuned it's coming soon all right and if you don't mind i'll press a little bit i know you don't want to get ahead of these uh guidelines but i I assume airports uh travel that sort of thing uh that'll be coming up as well well, More sooner or later, I don't know if it's all going to be coming out at once. I mean, the, the one thing for sure is the thing that's on a lot of people's minds is what about outdoors? Because obviously a lot of people are going to be spending a lot of time more outdoors now because the weather is getting really nice, beautiful spring uh, weather. You're going to be seeing people wanting to do things outdoors 
without masks. And it's common sense to know that the risk when you are outdoors, which we have been saying all along, is extremely low. And if you are vaccinated, it's even lower. So you're going to be hearing about those kinds of recommendations soon. The risk in the weather is lower with the mitigation. However, when you I mean, this guy, what what a little jerk. His name should be alongside the designer of the Hindenburg in the annals of science. This guy is the absolute worst. You know, as we've been saying all along, you know, the risk. He actually said in another interview, it's minuscule. That's the word that he used recently over the weekend. Minuscule risk of transmission outside. Really? Tell that to all the paranoid lunatics walking around New York City now by themselves outside as I'm speaking to you and have been doing so for a year. Gotta have my mask on. I've got to put a mask on my face outside by myself. Or else someone's going to breathe on me. Crazy. Emotionally disturbed. Psychologically damaged because they believe Fauci before. Because they listen to the science. They actually think this was an intelligent thing to do. I see people in New York by themselves out on the street double masking as if one wasn't enough. I take the virus so seriously. Aren't you seeing, folks, what I've told you all along is true. What I've been saying to you is reasonable and rooted in the data and rooted in the science and all these libs, all these furious libs running around. Why don't you believe the science? They that what what happened here was they were able to take the, the media, the journals, the Democrat Party were able to combine anti-Trumpism and Fauciism all at once. That's what really happened here. If you were anti-Trump, you became a Fauciite. And these two things became inextricably inextricably linked. It didn't matter if one and the other had anything to do with each other in reality. It didn't matter even when Trump was no longer president. You still, you wear your mask the way Trump people wear a MAGA hat to show political solidarity. And you've even started to see more and more now people saying, okay, fine, so wearing a mask outside isn't really reasonable, but it's a good example to set. Oh, I'm sorry. So so now we are actually doing things for show. I've been saying they do this crap for show for months, and they said, oh, you don't, you're an idiot. You don't believe the science, all this stuff. And now they're straight up admitting that I was right and they were wrong. I, I just want to be very clear about this. What I've been telling you is true, and what the Fauciites and the journos have been saying is crap. Now, they can try to rewrite history and I'd say Fauci go, oh, you know, we've been saying all along, you know, it's very I've been how many months have I been saying if Fauci wasn't a snide little coward, he would say no outdoor masks. There's no reason for it. It's stupid. Why do they want everyone masking outdoors? Because they wanted you masked up all the time and everyone had to be masked because if anybody broke from the Fauciite consensus, if anybody refused to be emotionally and physically dominated by these collectivist nutjobs, then they would lose their grip on power. Then there would be the chance of freedom beginning to return to the American people. Then all of a sudden we'd be in a different place. And they simply could not abide that, could they? They simply couldn't let us be in a place where individuals were making their own determinations. They've been controlling your ability, even outside, to breathe fresh air for over a year. People tell me that we don't have to worry about tyranny in this country. I'm just going to say this to you right now. The Second Amendment has never been more important. For those of us paying attention, the check on government tyranny that exists because of firearms in the hands of civilians has never been, in my lifetime, more important than it is right now. Because you see the mentality of the Fauciites. You see what happens in Canada, where they're pulling, where the police are being sent to 
pull old ladies by their hair. You know, they're, you're not social distancing enough. Then throw them on the floor and handcuff them. And why aren't you wearing a mask? It's really terrifying. It's sad because people are so stupid and have been all along. Oh, if you don't mask up three times, you're a, you're a denier. You don't believe the virus is real. Arguments that only morons make, but they were making them all the time. I mean, all these all these news organizations, New York Times, CNN, so shameful. Social media should should never be forgiven for their role in the oppressive censorship around lockdowns. I mean, they should they showed they are authoritarian uh, uh, crap. The people that are making decisions, uh, policy decisions at Twitter and Facebook and Google are shameful leftist loons. Shutting down essential political debate. Do you realize that what we're going to find out is not only is outdoor masking, and we've known this all along, but there'll be more and more studies. They can't, now that people are starting to wake up and and open their eyes, there's just going to be more and more information. There's going to be more data to prove Fauci is a disaster and has been all along. I could just smell, I I could see the dishonesty dripping off that smug, lib bureaucrat from the beginning from the beginning you don't go from haha masks are stupid they don't protect anybody to masks are even better than vaccines with no actual data to support this by the way other than theoretical studies that they're doing where they're they're blasting some some water particles into a mask as if that's representative of the way things happen in real life it's all so outrageous and this is what they've done. They blame Trump for all the deaths in this country. I just, is Trump is Trump at fault for Brazil? Take a look at the numbers in Brazil. Is Trump at fault for what's going on in India right now with COVID? Do you know that last summer they were writing stories? Last summer they were writing stories about how masks save in India from COVID. You know that? It was because of their masking. What do you think happened now? They're actually beyond hospital capacity in place. They're having terrible problems in India. Blaming Trump for this? What what an absurdity. Blaming Trump for COVID is like blaming somebody for an asteroid hitting the planet. It's just, it's beyond the comprehension of any intelligent, fair-minded person. But you see, so much of our society, I mean, the, the leftists are box checkers and they're institutionalists and they do what they're told and they just want a pat on the head. They want to be told, oh, you're one of the smart, good ones because you do what we tell you to do, what the power apparatus tells them to do. They don't think for themselves. They don't have individualism. They don't have intellectual courage. Yeah. Plenty of people can do multivariable calculus and think that they're really smart. Uh, how, many of, how many of the people that will go around bragging about their school or their degree were willing to stand up and say, Fauci is full of it? Very, very few. Because common sense and courage are more valuable in life, more important than a GPA at an Ivy League school or an advanced degree in public health, public health policy. Yeah. Now they're finally saying outdoor masking. And I know I know what the excuses will be. Oh, but it's because we have a vaccine. You still have tens of millions of people who aren't vaccinated. Still covid flowing around the country. And their argument isn't we beat COVID because then why should we mask anywhere? Their argument is, yeah, it turns out outdoor masking is not really necessary. It was never necessary. And that's the point. It was never reasonable, no matter what they tell you. So how do I know that I've been right all along? How, how did I come to these conclusions? I know so many of you agree with me, by the way. And, you know, team, you've been with me. You've been supporting me. One of my favorite things, whether it was at CPAC or people come up coming up to me in the street is when they say, I really appreciate that you held the line, that you've kept it real about lockdowns and covid policy this whole time. I've never gotten so much hatred in my life. I've never gotten so much scorn and disdain online and from from people, you know, all, all over the, the liberal journal universe that I'm reckless, that I'm causing death. All I'm doing is speaking the obvious truth. But that but then it's you know, it's like I'm spreading covid. I'm the the reason for covid. It's exactly what they did to Trump. But you say, well, Buck, how, how would you know this stuff? How did you know? 
And there are so many reasons. But here's a here's a really good example of why. Why is it that I know that something's up? And I told you, Fauci, the beginning. Oh, yeah. Masks are a joke. They don't really do. They might make you feel better, but they don't do anything. That was in March of 2020. And now here we are with with. Oh, the big, smart doctors who work at the CDC or whatever. They're they're all telling us that masks, quote, may be more effective even than vaccines, end quote. Remember that? Yeah. Based on what? Uh, Shut up. Do what you're told. That's what they tell you. How do I know they're full of crap? Here's a good example. December 30th, 2020. In September, this is the Wall Street Journal. India was reporting almost 100,000 COVID cases a day with many predicting it would soon pass the U.S. in overall cases. Instead, infections dropped and are now at one-fourth that level. One of the main reasons, Indian health officials say, is the country has managed to encourage and enforce almost universal acceptance of masks without much debate. December of 2020, friends, India staved off a horrible wave of the pandemic because of masks. That's what we're told. That's what the Indian, the Indian Fauciites, the Indian equivalent of, of Fauci here, claim that it was their mask policies. Okay. Here's an update as of today from CNN. As India breaks another global COVID-19 record and hospitals run out of oxygen, countries pledge assistance and aid. Hospitals, they've actually gone beyond hospital capacity in India now. It's a horrible situation. Now, not everywhere, but there are places where that's happening. And they're having record numbers of COVID cases and hospitalizations and all this. But wait, I thought I thought we, they beat it with masks. That's what we were told. They beat it with masks. Masking saved India. That was the narrative from the Indian government. So what happened? Did did all of a sudden people just stop masking? No, sorry. Nice try. The policies didn't change. Folks, all you have to do is think about this. They work so well that they don't work. And and then I I, I can go even beyond this. You know, the MIT study. So this is what I mean, though, by giving you a sense of how do I know they're full of crap? Things like this. It can't be masks saved India in December, and now India is going through a horrible COVID wave while they're all still masking, and we don't say, hmm, maybe it had nothing to do with the masks then or now. This is called logic. This is called thinking for yourself, which libs do not do. They are collectivists. They want to be thought of as virtuous and smart and good. And they don't want to actually have to earn that or work for that. They just want to sign their name to it by being a leftist. That's all you got to do. Be a Fauciite. You have Kamala uh, in, a, in an interview with, uh, I don't remember her name, from, uh, from CNN. One of those CNN journals are pretty interchangeable. Kamala's vaccinated. She's sitting 30 feet away from the CNN host for the interview over the weekend. This is performative. That's what that is. That's not about epidemiology. But add to that, add to that the fact that a study came out now. Now, it's a theoretical study from MIT. I actually looked at the, the study itself. But the they're making the case at what is considered one of the most elite uh, math, science, STEM institutions in the world, MIT, Caltech, these are the places. Uh, but they're making the case that whether it's six feet of distance or 60 feet of distance really makes no difference. That it's about duration indoors. Now, I want, I want you to think this through for a little bit, and they, they cite all this different evidence they have, and they're, they're doing modeling. People say, oh, it's just models. Yeah. What do you think all the mask stuff is based off of? Models, not real-world data. But now, the, now models are, are irrelevant. Now models don't really count. Let me tell you. Um, what we're going to find out is what I've been saying all along. The, the notion that 
you wear this mask if you're indoors for you know for an extended period of time and virus is being expelled by an individual into the air it's submicroscopic and it's just being expelled in the air and and you wear this loose loosely draped cloth thing over your face that you're pulling down you're touching you're pulling down you're you know masking up between bites and all this stuff and that this is supposed to protect you in any meaningful way is insane there, what the, what this MIT study is saying is, you know, you could if you're indoors long enough, even if you're way across the other side of the room, uh, you know, you could still get infected. Oh, but that mask on your face is really going to protect you from that. Think about this. We're not talking about spittle. We're not talking about someone, you know, just their their saliva hitting you in the face. I'm talking to you. We're talking about 60 feet away, still getting infected. Whether you're six feet or 60 feet, they say it doesn't really make a difference. And as we know, six feet is completely arbitrary. It was all arbitrary, don't you see? It was just, ah, we're panicking. And the medical establishment's like, we we don't really know how to stop this from spreading. And so let's just enforce a whole bunch of arbitrary, stupid rules as long as we say so. And then they got drunk with the power. And then it was, you know, Fauci wanted to show everybody his abs on the cover of Vanity Fair. Take a look. I got to tell you, it's good to be right. It's it's nice to be right about things. And when it comes to all the lockdowns and all that, I, I feel it's not, it's just not just an, it's not an ego thing. It's it's a why do you get up every day and, and do work in the media, Buck? Why do you even do this kind of stuff? To try to tell you the truth, because it is in short supply these days. And what I've been telling you for a long time now about the mentality of the lockdowners and the left and what they're doing, it's all it's all now not just coming, it's always been true, but it's becoming more apparent. People are seeing now what the truth is about all of this. And I think it's really, um, it's the beginning of accountability for what has been done to us, for the, the mass delusions weaponized against the American people by the Democrats in this, in this anti-Trump frenzy and the Fauciite consensus and, and just all of it. It's so absurd. But being right matters. It always has mattered to me. Uh, And on issues like this, of course, it's critical. But it's also important to be right about what you're doing with your money. I mean, there are people that are saying the stock market could be on the verge of historic gains. According to my friends at Carnivore Trading, they've spotted several key indicators. But, you know, the biggest profits they believe are going to come in sectors that Wall Street experts are missing. Carnivore Trading is an elite squad of strategists who influence major Wall Street investors and when you subscribe to Carnivore, you'll receive real-time text alerts of explosive trades they're making for their elite clients. You can mirror their trades with your discount broker or pass. But why would you pass? Their trades routinely crush the S&P 500. The market looks to be on the verge of another historic upswing. According to my friends at Carnivore, get off the sidelines and mirror Carnivore's trades now. Right now, you'll get two weeks free that's right two weeks free of this service try it out see if you're somebody who's in the market at all if you're trading check out carnivore go to getourtrades.com and use promo code buck that's getourtrades.com promo code buck see website for guarantee terms and conditions past performance not a guarantee of future earnings you know i guess this means that dr fauci has now determined that you can get covid you can catch it through your webcam that's the only thing i can conclude but um really it's it's silly and this type of theater really is distracting to people who need to go out and get the vaccine we have a lot of people particularly those over age 40 and those who are overweight who all need to get the vaccine and that all of the vaccines the risks of the vaccines are less than the risk of the disease particularly if you're over 40 and overweight but when Biden goes on 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 the computer screen to a Zoom call and wears a mask, he's making a mockery of the science. And this is dissuading people who are skeptical anyway. A mockery of the science, says MD and Senator Rand Paul, one of the few people who's been out there speaking the truth on this. And I, I am so thankful for those voices out there who who held the line for the truth when it would have been so much easier to say, just listen to Fauci. Just listen to Fauci. He will save us. Yeah, that's right. I'm here to save you. I don't really, you know, I kind of talk in circles and I basically go on TV to say there might be a surge after a plateau. There'll be a surge and then another surge. 
but a, but then a de, but then a, de, a declination. Not even sure if that's a word, but I like it. And then there'll be an ascent of the of the variable, the multipolarity of the diminution of the. Yeah, you get it, right? This is and, and they people. I just it's amazing to me. They sit there, they watch CNN, and they just go, "Oh gosh, Doctor Fauci, he's so smart. He he really knows what's going on. He he really knows how to save us." That little that little jerk let them lock down schools, let them shut kids out of school. No reason for it. Totally, totally owned uh, by the the Democrat leftist guy, and won't cross the teachers' unions because, of course, they're important to the left. No wonder he was elevated out of the Trump administration. You're not going to start fresh with somebody else. They say Trump was so bad. They keep Fauci. Why? Guy's a little turncoat. He's the worst, the absolute worst. I got to say, it was it was funny, though, watching. We got a uh, we got a call of world leaders on Friday. Vladimir Putin, Angela Merkel, Erdogan of Turkey, EU leaders Ursula von der Leyen. Ursula von der Leyen, guten Tag. My name, my, my name is Ursula. And all of them are appearing on Zoom. The only, we have this on BuckSexton.com, by the way. We got the story up there. Go check out. Go check it out. The only one wearing a mask is Biden. In case you were wondering whether the mask has turned into a symbol of left-wing Democrat solidarity, He's wearing a mask, friends, on a Zoom call. You know, Kamala sits down for an interview. She's masked in her interviews. She's vaccinated. She's vaccinated and she's sitting down from another person who I bet is also vaccinated at CNN, although I don't know that for 100%, but is also vaccinated at CNN. She's masked, not that that really does anything, and they're 30 feet apart. This is the definition of virtue signaling. Don't you see? It's just absurd. It's absurd. Absolutely. Uh, Reckless idiocy on display. But this is the way they do it. This uh, This is the approach that they take. And if you're opposed to it, if you have a problem with it, you're the bad person. I don't know what it is with airlines, but I'm not gonna let this go. They are mask fascists. All these airlines, I, I think it's like, like I've been saying, it's because the closest thing that most Americans ever experienced to a totalitarian state, at least pre-Democrat governors during the COVID era, because you know that feels pretty damn totalitarian, but the closest thing most Americans experience to a totalitarian state comes in the form of being on an airplane. Sit this way, have your have your you know, seat belt uh, buckled at all times. You can't stand. You can't sit. You can't have this in your hands. Mask up. Shut your face. Do what you're told. Look at me. Give me a verbal. Will you help with the exit door? All this stuff they do as if as if we're just all morons. Oh, but what if there's a person who doesn't know how to use the seatbelt? And what if, you know, what if your tray table's down? And You know, what if a lot of things? But we, we just the air, the airline culture is to treat customers badly because it's a very expensive business to get into. And people can't just, you know, set up a competitor and it's highly, highly regulated. And so what do you get? You get airlines that treat you like garbage, like garbage. They just don't care. They, they, they just they just don't care. And. You see this with the masking more than anything else. I mean, they are just they're get, they said mask up. I was on a jet blue flight. I'm going to call out the airline. I was on a jet blue flight last night coming back from Texas. And they said mask up between bites. And I was like, they can't be that stupid, right? They're not really. How is that enforceable? Well, it's really just is the airline steward or stewardess in a bad mood that day? Because then you're you're hey hey you. Too slow with that cookie. Mask up a little faster. Do they really think they're protecting people from COVID? Are they are they total morons? And you'd say, oh, Buck, it's not their fault. It's the airlines. It's the policy. Okay. Who are... Please, somebody, 
Show me the morons that think that that we're going to save lives because we're masking up between bites on planes. I want to talk to those people. I want them to try to explain and, and to speak very clearly, very precisely about how this is going to help anyone. You know, I was in Austin for uh, for a couple of days after being at the border over the weekend. And yes, Austin, great food, uh, fun town, but the libs are ruining it. Now, I know you'd say it's always been a lib city. Yeah, but now we're reaching end stage lib in Austin. Okay, we're at the point now where you look around, you're saying, really? De- they, they defunded police in Austin. We're going to get into more defund the police stuff, but they defunded police in Austin, $150 million. They, they haven't even done anything with the money yet. They just said, let's, let's have less money for cops. Their murder rate doubled. Oh, okay. That's, you know what, well done, Austin mayor. I mean, you think about this. How much dumb are they going to get? You know what their focus is? Buying up properties now to house the homeless population in. Uh, that's not going to make the homeless population go away or even necessarily help them. It's just going to encourage more people, more transients to show up in downtown Austin and, you know, urinate and defecate outside and harass and assault people and steal and use drugs and, you know, all the stuff that goes on. So, yeah, I was so glad. And, and I, you know, I, I put out the shout out to some uh, some of the KLBJ fam down there. And, and you know, I, I was happy to finally get some time on the ground in, in Austin. And the, yes, the food, the restaurants, I, credit where it's due. The restaurants are amazing. I mean, that's some of the best meals I've had in, I don't know, a couple of years, really. It was the food's incredible. And because it's Texas, people are a little bit nicer. And so there's some upside to it. But in terms of the policies, uh, these libs are out of their minds and, and their policies on things, including uh, masking in Austin. You know, everywhere you go, you know, ma- get up from the table, mask up, you know, sit down, you take the mask off. I mean, it's so dumb. We should all just be so sick of it. It didn't save us. It didn't protect us. They were wrong. They were wrong. It's obvious. And anybody who argues with me, it's like, okay, well, I- I'm well, explain the epidemiology of I'm sitting here for two hours, breathing into a room, you know, without a mask on. I get up, I go to the bathroom, got a mask up for that. I walk in, got a mask up. While I while I wait for a second to go to my table, then I sit at the table and mask up. I have this policy at all. I know they got rid of the statewide mask mandate, but, you know, wherever there are libs, wherever there are Democrat Biden Harris voters in full control, you just have this insanity. No reasonableness. You know, and they're just all oh, everywhere. The mask propaganda is everywhere and the social distancing propaganda. Oh, you know, say outdoors in the parks. Stay six feet away from each other. Don't get too close to each other. You know, it's like they're setting up little pens for people like we're all animals. You know, you can only only be with the animals from your own family. Can't mix with the other, you know, farm animals. It's absurd. This was in Texas. I know you say, Buck, Austin isn't. It is. It's Texas. So I had I had a good time there, but. It's like the libs are running an experiment to see. How much how many cities they can ruin and how many lives they can destroy while the only upside is posting hashtag BLM on their Facebook page that that's really what we're up against now. 